Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Just Keep Writing. A podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. I'm Marshall. I messed it up. I'm Will. And welcome to episode 40. It's a, it's a mess out the gate. So here we are. <laughs> so team, how we doing? We, are we hanging in there or what? Back to quarantine? My day is, you go to the horse races, you put down some money on a horse, they open the gates, and it's just people running in dinosaur costumes. That's what my day's like right now. So I didn't know where you were going with that. I almost spit my whiskey onto my <laughs> desk because you just start talking about horse races and stuff. What the hell are you talking about? That's how my day is going. You expected a horse race and you got dinosaurs, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Will, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, dinosaurs aren't running after me. I'm kind yeah. of happy. Yeah. All right. Good. Keep the dinosaurs out, I guess. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> Top of the show, we should talk about what we've been doing and stuff. Um, but I think let's start off by um, talking about our social media, how that's going, and our uh, latest episodes. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. Uh, we'll go ahead. What's, what are we doing on social media right now? Um, Twitter, we're always tweeting about the latest episode and just some of our favorite uh, happenings going on in the world. Um, Apex Magazine is being relaunched in Kickstarter, and we will talk. Uh, we've talked about that in the past, so it will still be going on by the time this episode drops. We are doing a book of the day on Instagram, so follow us at Just Keep Writing Podcast on Instagram, and we'll do some fun stories on Instagram as well. That's about it on the social media front. Cool. Uh, so our latest episode came out last week. And, um, it's, it's, it's a good one. People are stoked. So if you haven't heard, which if this is your first episode, welcome. Um, if it's not, you may have heard the episode already, but we should just say, uh, we did interview Mary Robinette call. Her book came out literally the day we're recording this. You're going to hear it much later. Uh, but her newest book, Relentless Moon is out today. Um, it's out now I should say. And, um, we had the pleasure of interviewing her and it went really well and it was a ton of fun. So definitely check out episode 30. Eight. of just keep writing which is weird because there's another episode coming out after that <laughs> we're recording these out of order this is what happens when you when you bank episodes this is a little behind the scenes but anyway it's um, called being maurice. prepared we're structured yes. we're prepared <laughs> we have maurice by the time you're listening to this maurice was already on we had so much fun interviewing him yeah. um check out his books buy everything by him and mary well, robinette <laughs> And the one thing I want to say in regards to this, and that's why I'm talking about it, is um, if you like us interviewing folks, um, definitely give us some feedback in the Discord. Um, email us if you like the episodes. I've been getting some nice uh, messages on Facebook and stuff like that from folks in the community, so it's been a lot of fun. So, And don't you. forget, we have a Patreon account. If you love what we do and you want to hear more and you want more content from us, go ahead and click on that Patreon button and give us a follow. and maybe subscribe yeah leave us a couple bucks a week or an episode and it'd be great we'd love that bring it on so gents we participated in an event recently as well which we should talk about bum 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 do we want to talk about it oh yeah we want to talk about it okay we want to talk about it because that's how events are going to go for i feel like the next year in the writing community so i think it's yeah. important to kind of highlight a couple of things that we experienced 
Yeah, and and when you hear this, obviously the event would have been a few weeks ago, but the idea is, yeah, uh, most conferences, including San Diego Comic-Con, which is in a couple of weeks as well, um, you know, everything's going virtual. So in regards to that, we've talked about this on another episode before, but uh, Writing Excuses Retreat, which is usually a cruise, um, has joined with Surrey in October, and they're going to be doing their conferences um, simultaneously, essentially. So there'll be some WXR exclusive stuff and then stuff that's happening just between both. So it'll be great. Um, but in preparation for that, we got the community back together and it was a ton of fun. And it was basically called the WXR Summer Reunion. So it was open to alumni um, and folks who were planning on going on the cruise this year. Uh, and, you know, it was a long, what, six hours, seven hours of, of drinking and socializing and popping from room to room. And uh, so highlights for you guys. What do you think? I started at 2 p.m. and I don't think we actually finished till midnight my time. Yeah, yeah so, I was I was definitely up till 2 a.m. on the East yeah. Coast time. It, it was 2 a.m. East Coast is when Mary Robinette pulled the plug on the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it did start at what five Eastern. Yeah, so it was a long. It was it was a long long time. Uh, but there was a lot of events. It was it was it was a lot of fun. I think. Um, they did a recording which I was kind of in charge of that didn't go smoothly sadly but the recording happened it was a q a so that should come out at some point for uh writing excuses podcast uh and yeah i just had a blast chatting with you guys and seeing some folks from the community from the boat um that i hadn't seen in a really long time uh so i i i thoroughly enjoyed it once i got over the the failures of my technology and that's i mean that's definitely something to highlight for any of you guys doing a virtual con and things like that coming up failures are going to happen. We don't live in a world of perfect internet or technology. It is what it is. If you have failures in your virtual cons that you go to, please, by the grace of everything that's in you, take it easy on the people who are setting everything up. Like sometimes shit just happens. And you gotta, it, you it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I, and I'll speak for Marshall. He had five different backups and all of them failed. Well, the only one that I needed, they abandoned, and that was the problem. Because <laughs> Zoom, Zoom failed on me, everything started failing. So anyway, it was just, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. the, the staff, it doesn't hate me completely. They didn't fire me. So, I mean, hey. Not yet, at least. They're not going to fire you. They love you. <laughs> really hard to fire a volunteer, I'm just saying. Right? <laughs> but I mean, I, I think for me, what I took away from it was the way they set up the different breakout rooms and how you can go around like, you know, zoom teaching through zoom. Um, it's something I've done from a day job for two years. So it's very easy for me to do it. But for someone who's never done it before, like I could see how that's intimidating because you're talking to yourself on a blank screen and you know, someone's listening to you, but you don't know who you don't get crowd feedback. You don't get a response from anyone like um, things like that. Um, but I, I'm excited for Surrey because of it. I know what to expect now. And the way, that, like I said, the way they set it up, it was super easy to use, which I think I appreciated that more than anything. And the theme was neat, too. They kept in the theme of the cruise, um, the rooms. You know, we were in the R bar like we were on the boat and stuff like that. Um, so that was a lot of fun, too. So there's a lot of uh, little creative ways you can make a virtual event um, similar uh, to a real life event. So was, that was a fun part. 
So what else? Uh, what else we want to talk about? Oh, I have another conference coming up. Since we're talking about conferences, yeah. uh, the Mendocino Coast Riders Conference is coming up. Um, actually, in a few weeks, towards the end of the month, when you hear this episode, um, and I have a novel critique uh, coming up as well. And I decided to throw my first part of my current work in progress at this group, even though they are not sci-fi authors, uh, or it's not the sci-fi fantasy section of the critiques and i'm just very curious to see what uh what feedback i get um, so I'll, keep, I'll let you guys know did you give them the same thing from writing excuses nope. last year I sure i sure did did you improve you upon did. it i changed a few things but i basically kept it the same did you keep it the same because you were really happy with it and just needed to tweak it or was it more of a timing issue uh little column a little column b <laughs> the timing issue, I, I got a scholarship for this event, honestly. It was a local um it's a local event and they've been trying to get me to go to it for a while. I actually know a couple of the people on the board, and I was gonna pay to go if I could, um, because the vacation I normally go on that conflicts with it isn't conflicting this year. Um, but then I found out there was a novel critique involved and I didn't have time to uh deal with redoing anything. So I did resubmit that. And also I I Part of me is, this is going to sound weird. Uh, I had a really bad critique um, in a group of folks that were not genre authors in college. And I think this may be my way of kind of seeing if that's going to stay consistent. What, how many years later? Almost 20 years later. Um, well, and you got to mention that last year with WXR, uh, and no fault to any of the structures or anything like that, but random pairings you didn't have a pairing yeah. with anyone one who wasn't a person of color and then two right. anyone who wrote fantasy or sci-fi again um right. so i'm interested to see if the feedback is the same from those people or if it's different um, yeah and so part of me wants to kind of redeem myself part of me wants to see if folks that don't normally write genre fiction can get into it um because that's kind of important don't you think i mean being able to let's say you've never read fantasy or you don't read much fantasy and sci-fi and you read my story and you were halfway intrigued. That might be a good thing, right? I mean, am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. Um, Thanks buddy. (laughs) I got to stop saying, um, so if anyone's listening, no, no, no. Okay. So I'm going to cut this part out of the show. So I'm of two minds on this. Well, I, when I first started the usual, and this is what I tell my students too. When I first started the usual, I used to cut out all the ums and stuff. Um, and a lot of it had to do with Will doing weird things and stuff while we were recording um, and making weird sounds. So I'd cut now, that out. But then me. also, both of us say, um, a lot, right? Uh, I say, um, all the time. I tell my students this when they're presenting. Try not to, but it's not the end of the world. It kind of depends on your audience, too, right? So I'm not going to sit there and painstakingly try to edit all your ums and likes. So if you want to consciously do it or try to do it, cool. But I think... Folks know us by now, and I don't really think they care, if I'm being honest with you. The reason I'm being so particular about it is because even the way that I'm speaking isn't the way that I was media trained, and I used to speak without... I used to speak really clear and crisp, but now like I'm reverting Rabbit. to... Yeah, now I'm now I'm reverting back because I haven't been like in the media and in the spotlight constantly in a camera for like 10 years. But think about this. This is a casual 
conversation between friends, conversations between friends, and everybody listening knows that it's a conversation between friends, they're going to know that we're going to say um and like and cuss a little bit and not give a shit. So cut yourself a break. It's okay. Gotcha. Can we, All right, can we, can, can we keep that part in the episode? Because I don't. You, you, you I said don't, shit, and I appreciate it. And I mean, I'm actually we, pretty good on this show and on the usual. I've uh, I've always been one of those people when I do podcasting, I try to keep it open to as many people as I can. I don't want to put explicit things on it, so I don't make it blatant. But it, you know, I used to bleep out cuss words too on the usual when, when we fuck up. But I kind of don't don't care anymore. And I feel like our listeners don't care either, right? And yes, yeah. I said fuck on purpose that time. Great. I, I'm guilty say of sa- saying at least every single word at least once. Right. So, okay. Where right. were we? We are done with what we're talking about. So I think I think what we should do is go into basically the topic and what we want to discuss this week. Uh, and it has to do with critiques, correct? It does. That's a perfect segue. It's a perfect segue. It's almost like I planned it that way. Right? I mean... Or like 10 minutes ago, but yeah. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) according to my uh, recording stream here, sir, it has been 20 (laughs) minutes ago, sir. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Give us us a break. So so how do you guys want to do this? Um, So should I set the scene? So Nick gave... uh, a portion of his novel to be critiqued by Will. And I'll let you guys take it from there. Yeah. Um, so many of you guys know, Will got to critique my stuff. Um, and not really critique it. He, it tur- Will turned out to be a coach in it um, and kind of helped me identify a lot of different things um, that either A, I was missing or B, I didn't know. Um, Will, can you kind of take us through the hero's journey that you used? Um, kind of for that critique method to pin down some areas of weakness of mine? Sure. So I would really call what we did more of a story structure edit. It wasn't about giving, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you should do this. It was looking holistically at Nick's story and really pointing out things that I really loved first, what I where I was lost, and where I needed clarity. And I was telling Nick that we write very similar with our first drafts, meaning we put everything in there in the kitchen sink. Everything. Word and vomit. It do- yeah, it's word <laughs> vomit. And it doesn't make sense. And where we think we were like, oh, this was so explained properly. There were great ideas in that in that um, kitchen sink. You know, there were some dishes we really liked, but we needed to remove most of them to really streamline it. So what I did in order to structure this to watch Nick put into place what he needed to do, I used the book Save the Cat Writes a Novel. I recommend this book to anyone who wants to structure. And I will say this, I am more of a discovery writer. But what I found out during doing NaNoWriMo so much is that I need to have some sense of structure to follow um, my plan, to have an endpoint. 
No, like, can, I ask you this? can I yeah. ask you this? Would you yeah. call this an outline? I would or call would it you a actually hi- call it a, a structure structure. I would call it a hybrid outline structure. Nick, do you want to explain from here where uh, what we did? Yeah. Or do you want well, me to just go into it? I was just thinking about one of our very first episodes, Marshall, when we had the pant liner episode. Oh, yeah. That's that's everybody's favorite uh, title to an episode, by the way. <laughs> is that Was it really or is that sarcasm? I don't oh, know. Oh, that's sarcasm. Uh, we got some weird feedback on that, um, but I was we were having fun with it. It was just for fun. But yeah, um, it's, it's a hybrid between pantsing and outlining, essentially. So, but you guys are but Will's, Will's found the right one for it. it it's called a structure. Huh, so what I did was I used the um, why done it detectives deception and dark side, and that's because my current novel work in progress is a science fiction fantasy involving a mystery element to it as well, and so I have got this obviously the hero's journey that's going on my science fiction fantasy, but I really need to nail down the, the mystery element of it and taking me through the whodunit portion um, was incredible. That really set, set me forward on things. What did you learn from us setting up a structure in what you've already written? I'm, I didn't progress past act one. And that's what that's what I learned. I've written 50, 60,000 words and none of it actually got past act one. And how did that make you feel like before we reviewed it? Did you feel like you got past um, act one and you were in act two heading towards act three? Yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> He's like, I'm there, man. I just got oh a few more thousand words to write. I was that like, makes I me laugh in like a good way. Right. I'm, laughing I'm laughing at you because I've been in the same position. Like, no, man, yo, this story is progressing. I got it going. And no, 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 well, no. I wrote 60,000 words of a very flat main character, incredible mm-hmm. kick ass side very partner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, great, great side partner. And you know, an actual and- villain. I asked Jackson. I'm saying his name. He might change it, so don't hold him to it. But Jackson um, came back maniacal. Mm -hmm. Mm. I might have to post that scene up as is and just let people get a taste of that one. Um, I I wouldn't do that yet. No? Okay. Um, So go ahead. But yeah, (laughs) I've come to the point where it was like we got to – during this critique, I, I was able to fill act one and I was able to use multiple answers. And then we got to act two and I was like, I don't know. Or I haven't written that yet. And so that really opened it up. And once Will kind of laid it out, like this is like this is the point of the book where you need to be doing this. Do you have these elements here to continue forward? Um, and as, I mean, I was a- missing a lot of it. Yeah, as a third party to this, um, and obviously watching the text fly back and forth, and then our conversation with our writing group the other night, um, I think it's really interesting what you guys did. Um, now, in the context for our listeners, I think what's important to distinct, uh, uh, important distinction, I think, would be for you guys to. So, for example, we always talk. We talk about alpha readers. We talk about beta readers. 
would you even say this was one of those will or this is a more of a uh structured uh coaching session to help structure the novel to move him forward to give it to an alpha reader does that make sense yes uh i was definitely not an alpha or beta reader this was a story edit i was really specifically looking for things that were going to help Nick develop the story and to streamline it in certain areas. And I didn't go into it thinking this. I went into it thinking I was just going to say, oh, I like this, or um, I like, don't like this because I need clarity and I'm confused. That's how I originally read everything. But I read it again. So, so you went into it with an alpha reader kind of mindset at first. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what I learned a lot from reading Nick's work, because again, like I, we really do write our first drafts very similar. We throw everything in that we're thinking in our head. And this is how you find the things that you like. It's actually kind of helping you develop the story. But I wanted, when me and Nick talked, I wanted it to be something that he could help actually see where he's at. And in turn, it really helped me also pinpoint areas. And I think this goes for anything that you teach because I teach um, hair classes and hair cutting. And when I review the fundamentals, it always makes me uh, more well-minded of what I have to do in the daily, right. if that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And and we had a really nice discussion the other night discussing structure and um, you know, three act structure and, and hero's journey and, and just things that I think we don't consciously, we don't have to go into a work consciously necessarily thinking of these things, but before we do pass it off to an alpha, um, or a beta reader, we have to make sure that when we go back through it, that the structure is there, that there is a beginning, a clear beginning, middle and end, and the story progresses. Right. And I think that's really what I loved about watching you guys go through this process is, is that, you know, and, and it's not, I want to bring it back to the community because I, I want folks to know that it's okay. If you get stuck and you're like, is this just all one big act one, like give it to somebody, um, talk to somebody or look online and look at these other structures that are out there and see, um, you know, you can find this stuff online pretty easily and then put them side by side, put the structure you, you in your head, what you'd like to follow. Like if you're, like if you're like George Lucas and you were really a big fan of, you know, Hero with a Thousand Faces and the and the Hero's Journey, you know, you can put Star Wars Episode Four right next to the Hero's Journey and follow it and progress it all the way down, right? Um, so being able to do that, I think, is is as a writer is is really important. If that makes any sense, it does. Yeah. Go ahead, it's Nick. A, it's a new skill set to put in my toolbox, really, because um, at the end of the day. And we've talked about it in our in our writing group before where we know these tools. We know what they are. Are we perfect, perfect on them? No. I just think maybe we just don't dive deep enough into our own toolbox um, at some times. It's so, and one of the points I want to make sure I tell myself and do myself is it's okay to pull up a document. It's okay to pull something up and actually look at it. Like you're not – you shouldn't be afraid to do that. It's no shame on you as a writer. Um, at all. Um, and, but that's something I fell on is bringing up the actual document, which leads to 60,000 words in an act one. <laughs> uh, but also, but also like we've talked about some of these structures on, on the show too, you know, Dan mm -hmm. Wells uses the, um, seven point story structure. 
And, and, you know, and then there's obviously, you know, the three act structure that movies and TV uses and stuff like that, like that you can really just kind of go side by side with your current work and say, am I doing these, these minimal things right before I, I, I give it over to somebody to read. The tool that I used using the hero's journey and the three act structure was just one step of me going to edit and like give Nick feedback because there's another tool that after he sends me the second draft that I want to use and it's called TRDs. It's um, plot twists, plot reversals, and moments of heightened danger. This is a really great way to uh, really make sure you're at crucial events. You're going to can't wait to have like a page turner and it's going to be a quicker paced what I found that really works is that you. it depends on the story for yourself and also for anyone that you are going to help critique their novel or coach them through the novel. Because it was a mixture of me really asking Nick questions and telling him where I was lost. And then putting those questions and where his plot beats were into that three-act structure, Hero's Journey. Now, the next drafts we'll read, I'll do uh, TRDs, which again are um, plot twists, plot reversals, and moments of heightened danger. This way, we can even get the pacing down quicker. So it's like with each read-through or with each edit, you're going to concentrate on a different area of the story that's also going to tighten it and make it stronger. And and I think what I want to throw out there, too, since we do want to keep this... Um, with, you know, give folks tools and stuff like that. I think, I think the important thing to remember is too, you don't have to give your work to somebody like you don't have to give it to a will in order to accomplish this. Right. If you, if you give your work, like for example, my wife is not a writer, but she's a reader, right? If I give her a short story, I will take note of the questions that she's asking me because as a reader, if she's asking me these questions, like, will you're asking Nick, certain questions, right? Because you're confused and you need clarity or this doesn't make sense. If my wife or whoever is reading this, uh, a partner, a friend or whatever is reading it and they're asking you these questions, those are the things that you have to focus on. And if it's a structure issue, then it's time to pull up something like, um, you know, try to fill out an outline with what you have, you know what I mean? To get some structure around it um, to progress the story, right? Yeah. I I mean, and this comes at the end of me pretty much discovery writing the entire thing, Um, plotting and thinking about things right before I write it. So knowing I have a direction there and taking a little note. Right. Um, And so I'm actually going to try the story structure ahead of time on my next novel and seeing if that can get me a little bit better, better track, if you will. Um, So I know I hit my beats and things like that. So with longer stuff, even with a couple of short stories, I know I've been experimenting with this. I, I, I do two things. I kind of do a little world building, but then I also um, at least fill out three quarters, half to three quarters of the seven point story structure. Just so, cause I do like discovery writing, but I also am like, okay, I got to make sure I get to this. And this is the idea I have in my head and this should happen at some point. Right. And so I can kind of muddle my way through that way. Um, that goes back to and that pant liner episode from earlier in the, in our run here. Um, of just like a hybrid between the two, a little outlining in the beginning, 
a um, bunch of discovery writing, and then maybe having to revisit that outline or that structure um, mm-hmm. after you do a pass. You know. Oh well, Matt, and it's okay to change your outline. Oh yeah, you know. Um, I think so. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Brandon Sanderson. One of the reasons I like him so much is he's posting updates constantly. He's throwing outlines out there, like handwritten outlines that he has, saying, hey, this is what I got. And then like two months later, he's like, well, it changed a little bit. Like, <laughs> this is where we're at now, and these are the things that changed. Um, and he, he talked about Skyward and Starsight. And I, I want to say Starsight had four different openings um, that he toyed with. And, it, and, you know, it's just crazy. Like, he has four different openings um, to a book and things like that. Um, and so, so it doesn't hurt you if you change your outline a little bit. Just make sure your continuity stays the same. Well, and if we've learned nothing after talking to, you know, all the authors at the WXR event the other day, um, our community, and just our writing group, I mean, nobody does this the same way, right? Um, and I think it's important to find you know, for folks listening is it's okay to take parts of what people are saying and use that and then make your own way and figure out what works for you, you know, um, not to get hung up on one thing. If it doesn't work, try something else. There's countless ways to approach, uh, writing and world building and structures, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm planning on using something else next just to try it. I don't use the seven point block structure unless i'm actually going to write a summary for an agent that's the only time i use that for example oh interesting i actually like that idea it's a great way to actually write your summary and uh shout out to Catherine purdy uh she's the one who actually taught me that uh when i was at the futurescape workshop and it was for the synopsis basically if you're querying for the synopsis yep Mm -hmm. if you're querying seven plot point structure write that synopsis and it was a really good way, even if eventually I want to do a book on spec because I get so huge and people are like, give me a, <laughs> give me a little summary. So lots of That's different great. So um, what do we want to leave folks with this episode before we transition? So we've had a couple of interviews. We've talked about structure. Um, what do we want folks to be want them to have in mind uh, as we move forward with some other interviews and some other content? Well, well, I would like to talk about Agatha Christie's and then there were none. <laughs> All right. Well, so what do you want to do? I'm in. Let's do it. So we're going to have an episode that is going to be released on September 18th. And we are going to do the three act structure on Agatha Christie's book. And then there were none. All of us, me, Nick, and Marshall, are going to create our own outline by looking through the book and hitting out like what was the opening image, the theme stated, the setup, the catalyst, the debate for Act 1. Then we're going to split it into Act 2 and then Act 3. And if you want to follow along on our website at justkeepwriting.org, we're going to give you a blank document that you can copy and paste onto uh, your computer, and you can read along with us and re, uh, re-engineer the story and to see if we've all matched up with the way that we all thought there were certain scenes that were in there. The reason I know all of us wanted to do this, this is a great way, especially if you want to build in some type of mystery 
in your book. But also Agatha Christie, specifically with this book, she's really known really well for this book specifically because the twists and turns throughout it. And by studying it, even if you're not writing a mystery, you will be able to create some twists and turns and see how she actually plotted it out. How did she plan it? Sounds good. I'm stoked. I've never read anything by her, so I'm excited to check it out. She's amazing. Same here. (laughs) I've heard she's all right. She's written some books or something. You know, I don't know. She did pretty well in her life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, guys. So anything else for this episode? You know, honestly, by the time this episode comes out, you and I will have already done round two. Uh, NYC Midnight Madness for their flash fiction series. Um, So expect to hear back to see if we made it to round three, guys. Yeah, I I wrote mine quick, man. If you want to see (laughs) if you guys want to see what our submissions are, though, check them out on our site. Just keep writing.org. We're going to put them up there for you guys to take a look at. If you guys give us some feedback, just be nice, okay? Uh, I don't care. Be nice or not, (laughs) who cares? Feedback is good. Uh, Feedback is good. All right. So anything else uh, that we're forgetting? So follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Follow us on social medias and stuff. And, and I think the takeaway too, just to circle back to your guys's interaction, I think um, Nick, just so people don't feel like, you know, you're like, you were like crying in a corner afterwards or something like, how did it, how did it go for you? Um, how did you feel? Yeah. Did you survive? He, he cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cried. Okay, maybe a little bit. But <laughs> he that's cried because, and put his pacifier in his mouth. That, that's because we'll open up with saying, okay, Karen, listen, you know, <laughs> it really hurt me. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like uh, that. I'm brutal. <laughs> brutal. No, the, uh, the main thing, like I, I took a couple days for me to marinate on it and like kind of take it in. Cause I got Will's comments that he wrote back on everything um, on the document first. And then it was like a week later before we could get together and actually talk about some things. Um, and so it, it was a little bit of a mixture because at first it was like clarity. I need clarity. And it was like why they, he needed clarity it was like, okay, I need to go back and fix this because I don't mention it before um, and things like that. And then when we got to actually discussing things, it was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I know I can answer these questions, but I can't answer these questions um, so like my act too, like it's, it's really only a, a couple points I can actually fill out right now. And then obviously act three, I can't fill out at all because I don't have <laughs> act two done. Um, right. And so it really opened me up to be like, okay, cool. Like instead of being this close to writing the end, like I may still be there, but now I need to fill in the gaps um, for my next pass through. Right. Um, and it goes back to the layering system that I wanted it to try. You know, my first flavor is word vomit. Second layer is going to be uh, filling in the gaps. Third layer is going to be cleaning some stuff up and getting rid of stuff. Um, but yeah, I've, I felt pretty good. Um, and Will made me not write in this story for a month before he gave me the feedback. Um, so I got some distance from it. So which I think that helped a lot. And I, And I think the reason I'm asking you that before we go is... If, if you are afraid to, and this is to our listeners, if, if you're having some anxiety or, or worried about, you know, giving something that's fairly rough to somebody to read, just make sure it's someone that you trust. But at the same time, you know, take, 
take what they take the questions and take the feedback. Don't take it personally, but take it as a way to improve and get better, you know, um, mm-hmm. and take some space from it. Like you said, Nick, I think it's really important to, you know, give it to somebody, you know, let them read it and then come back to it when you, when you feel like it's, you've had a little distance from it too. So yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, that made that mistake the first year writing excuses is uh took my critiques that were a little bit too personal um so yeah and i and i and i think this is a really good exercise i'm glad you guys uh i'm glad you guys did it and i'm glad we got to share it with with our listeners so if it just keeps me writing i love it perfect this has been just keep writing a podcast for writers by writers to keep you writing check out our website at justkeepwriting.org You can find links to our social media and Discord channel in the show notes, as well as any other links mentioned during the show. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is patreon.com slash just keep writing. Thanks for listening. Now just keep writing.